Don't worry about the little things. It's the LifeSpring One-Year Bible coming to you from Riverside, California and podcasting since 2004. I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year, and it's Gospel Saturday. Today's reading is Mark 13 and 14, and the show title is A Lingering Aroma. Before we read, let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, these are difficult chapters to read, but we are so thankful that they exist. Without the sacrifice of Jesus, we would all be lost, and so we thank you. As we read today, touch our hearts, Lord. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Mark chapter 13 Jesus was leaving the temple. One of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what huge stones, what wonderful buildings. Do you see these huge buildings? Jesus asked. Not one stone here will be left on top of another. Every stone will be thrown down. Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives across from the temple. Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him a question in private. Tell us, they said, when will these things happen, and what will be the sign that they are all about to come true? Jesus said to them, Keep watch. Be careful that no one fools you. Many will come in my name. They will claim, I am he. They will fool many people. You will hear about wars. You will also hear people talking about future wars. Don't be alarmed. Those things must happen. But the end still isn't here. Nation will fight against nation. Kingdom will fight against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in many places. People will go hungry. All of those things are the beginning of birth pains. Watch out. You will be handed over to the local courts. You will be whipped in the synagogues. You will stand in front of governors and kings because of me. In that way, you will be witnesses to them. The good news has to be preached to all nations before the end comes. You will be arrested and brought to trial. But don't worry ahead of time about what you will say. Just say what God brings to your mind at the time. It is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Brothers will hand over brothers to be killed. Fathers will hand over their children. Children will rise up against their parents and have them put to death. Everyone will hate you because of me. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. You will see the hated thing that destroys. It will stand where it does not belong. The reader should understand this. Then those who are in Judea should escape to the mountains. No one on the roof should go down into his house to take anything out. No one in the field should go back to get his coat. How awful it will be in those days for pregnant women. How awful for nursing mothers. Pray that this will not happen in winter. Those days will be worse than any others from the time God created the world until now and there will never be any like them again. If the Lord had not cut the time short, no one would live. But because of God's chosen people, He has shortened it. At that time, someone may say to you, Look, here is the Christ, or look, there He is. Do not believe it. False Christs and false prophets will appear. They will do signs and miracles. They will try to fool God's chosen people if possible. Keep watch. I have told you everything ahead of time. So in those days there will be terrible suffering. After that, Scripture says, the sun will be darkened. The moon will not shine. The stars will fall from the sky. The heavenly bodies will be shaken. 
At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds. He will come with great power and glory. He will send his angels. He will gather his chosen people from all four directions. He will bring them from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Learn a lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see those things happening, you know that the end is near. It is right at the door. What I am about to tell you is true. The people living at that time will certainly not pass away until all those things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. No one knows about that day or hour. Not even the angels in heaven know. The Son does not know. Only the Father knows. Keep watch. Stay awake. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge. Each one is given a task to do. He tells the one at the door to keep watch. So keep watch. You do not know when the owner of the house will come back. It may be in the evening or at midnight. It may be when the rooster crows or at dawn. He may come suddenly. So do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone. Watch. Mark chapter 14 It was now two days before Passover and the festival of thin bread. The chief priests and the teachers of the law of Moses were planning how they could sneak around and have Jesus arrested and put to death. They were saying, We must not do it during the festival, because the people will riot. Jesus was eating in Bethany at the home of Simon, who once had leprosy, when a woman came in with a very expensive bottle of sweet-smelling perfume. After breaking it open, she poured the perfume on Jesus' head. This made some of the guests angry, and they complained, Why such a waste? We could have sold this perfume for more than three hundred silver coins and given the money to the poor. So they started saying cruel things to the woman. But Jesus said, Leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She's done a beautiful thing for me. You will always have the poor with you, and whenever you want to, you can give to them. But you won't always have me here with you. She has done all she could by pouring perfume on my body to prepare it for burial. You may be sure that whenever the good news is told all over the world, people will remember what she has done, and they will tell others. Judas Iscariot was one of the twelve disciples. He went to the chief priests and offered to help them arrest Jesus. They were glad to hear this, and they promised to pay him. So Judas started looking for a good chance to betray Jesus. It was the first day of the festival of thin bread, and the Passover lambs were being killed. Jesus' disciples asked him, Where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal? Jesus said to two of the disciples, Go into the city, where you will meet a man carrying a jar of water. Follow him, and when he goes into a house, say to the owner, Our teacher wants to know if you have a room where he can eat the Passover meal with his disciples. The owner will take you upstairs and show you a large room furnished and ready for you to use. Prepare the meal there. The two disciples went into the city and found everything just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover meal. While Jesus and the twelve disciples were eating together that evening, he said, The one who will betray me is now eating with me. This made the disciples sad, and one after another they said to Jesus, You surely don't mean me. He answered, It is one of you twelve men who is eating from this dish with me. The Son of Man will die, just as the Scriptures say. 
but it is going to be terrible for the one who betrays me. That man would be better off if he had never been born. During the meal, Jesus took some bread in his hands. He blessed the bread and broke it. Then he gave it to his disciples and said, Take this, it is my body. Jesus picked up a cup of wine and gave thanks to God. He gave it to his disciples, and they all drank some. Then he said, This is my blood, which is poured out for many people, and with it God makes his agreement. From now on I will not drink any wine, until I drink new wine in God's kingdom. Then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. Jesus said to his disciples, All of you will reject me, as the scriptures say, I will strike down the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised to life, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter spoke up, Even if all the others reject you, I never will. Jesus replied, This very night, before a rooster crows twice, you will say three times that you don't know me. But Peter was so sure of himself that he said, Even if I have to die with you, I will never say I don't know you. All the others said the same thing. Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he told them, Sit here while I pray. Jesus took along Peter, James, and John. He was sad and troubled and told them, I am so sad that I feel as if I am dying. Stay here and keep awake with me. Jesus walked on a little way. Then he knelt down on the ground and prayed, Father, if it is possible... Don't let this happen to me. Father, you can do anything. Don't make me suffer by drinking from this cup. But do what you want, and not what I want. When Jesus came back and found the disciples sleeping, he said to Simon Peter, Are you asleep? Can't you stay awake for just one hour? Stay awake and pray that you won't be tested. You want to do what is right, but you are weak. Jesus went back and prayed the same prayer. But when he returned to the disciples, he found them sleeping again. They simply could not keep their eyes open, and they did not know what to say. When Jesus returned to the disciples the third time, he said, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough of this. The time has come for the Son of Man to be handed over to sinners. Get up, let's go. The one who will betray me is already here. Jesus was still speaking when Judas the betrayer came up. He was one of the twelve disciples, and a mob of men, armed with swords and clubs, were with him. They had been sent by the chief priests, the nation's leaders, and the teachers of the law of Moses. Judas had told them ahead of time, Arrest the man I greet with a kiss. Tie him up and lead him away. Judas walked right up to Jesus and said, Teacher. Then Judas kissed him, and the men grabbed Jesus and arrested him. Someone standing there pulled out a sword. He struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Jesus said to the mob, Why do you come with swords and clubs to arrest me like a criminal? Day after day I was with you and taught in the temple, and you didn't arrest me. But what the scriptures say must come true. All of Jesus' disciples ran off and left him. One of them was a young man who was wearing only a linen cloth. And when the men grabbed him, he left the cloth behind and ran away naked. Jesus was led off to the high priest. Then the chief priests, the nation's leaders, and the teachers of the law of Moses all met together. Peter had followed at a distance, and when he reached the courtyard of the high priest's house, he sat down with the guards to warm himself beside a fire.
The chief priests and the whole council tried to find someone to accuse Jesus of a crime so they could put him to death, but they could not find anyone to accuse him. Many people did tell lies against Jesus, but they did not agree on what they said. Some men stood up and lied about him. They said, We heard him say he would tear down this temple that we built. He also claimed that in three days he would build another one without any help. But even then they did not agree on what they said. The high priest stood up in the council and asked Jesus, Why don't you say something in your own defense? Don't you hear the charges they are making against you? But Jesus kept quiet and did not say a word. The high priest asked him another question. Are you the Messiah, the Son of the glorious God? Yes, I am, Jesus answered. Soon you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right side of God All-Powerful and coming with the clouds of heaven. At once the high priest ripped his robe apart and shouted, Why do we need more witnesses? You heard him claim to be God. What is your decision? They all agreed he should be put to death. Some of the people started spitting on Jesus. They blindfolded him, hit him with their fists, and said, Tell us who hit you. Then the guards took charge of Jesus and beat him. While Peter was still in the courtyard, a servant girl of the high priest came up and saw Peter warming himself by the fire. She stared at him and said, You were with Jesus from Nazareth. Peter replied, That isn't true. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have any idea what you mean. He went out to the gate, and a rooster crowed. The servant girl saw Peter again and said to the people standing there, This man is one of them. No, I'm not, Peter replied. A little while later, some of the people said to Peter, You certainly are one of them. You're a Galilean. This time Peter began to curse and swear, I don't even know the man you're talking about. At once the rooster crowed a second time. Then Peter remembered that Jesus had told him, Before a rooster crows twice, you will say three times that you don't know me. So Peter started crying. You know that fragrances, aromas, smells can have an enormous effect on us, right? One of the greatest things about the Christmas season is the smell of the Christmas tree in the house. It brings back memories of Christmas's past, and it just gets me into the Christmas spirit. The smell of the classic version of Old Spice aftershave makes me think back to when I was a little boy and watching my dad shave. And the lovely Lady Leanne has a favorite perfume that, whenever I catch a whiff of it, makes me think of her. As I was reading Mark 14, which I have many, many times, something occurred to me that I've never thought of before. It was when Jesus was in the home of Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. You may remember an earlier time when Jesus visited their home. He was speaking, and Martha was busy being a hostess, probably preparing a meal, making sure everyone was comfortable, and keeping the house in order. Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet, hanging on every word. And Martha finally complained to Jesus that Mary wasn't doing her fair share of the work, and Jesus said, Calm down, Martha. It's okay. Don't worry about the little things. Concentrate on what is important. Well, here in our chapter today, Jesus knows that his crucifixion is literally just hours away, and he's come to visit his beloved friends one last time. And Mary, from a deep love for this man who has been such a good and true friend, pours an expensive and sweet-smelling perfume on his head. And from the account of this scene in John's Gospel, we see that it must have run down all the way to his feet, because she wiped his feet dry with her hair. Now, some of the other guests who saw this got upset. 
They said, we could have sold the perfume for more than 300 silver coins and given the money to the poor. And they said some nasty things to her. But Jesus told him to leave her alone. He said, she's done a beautiful thing for me. You will always have the poor with you. And whenever you want to, you can give to them. But you won't always have me here with you. She's done all she could by pouring perfume on my body to prepare it for burial. You may be sure that whenever the good news is told all over the world, people will remember what she has done, and they will tell others. Now here's the part that I'd never thought of before. Back then, people rarely bathed, so there is every possibility that Jesus still had the aroma of that sweet perfume on him when he was taken to be tried in front of the Sanhedrin, and when he was taken to Pilate, and when he was beaten, and when he hung on the cross. I can just imagine him catching the aroma during that beating, and when he was hanging in agony on the cross. You know that there had to be a part of him that remembered this beautiful, loving sacrifice that Mary made for him, and the love and admiration in her eyes when she poured it on his head and wiped his feet with her hair. And I think it made him think of his love for her, and for you and me. I think it helped to give him comfort in the darkest hour anyone has ever experienced. Have you thought about this before, or is it just me? Let me know. Call the LifeSpring Family Hotline at plus one nine five one seven three two eighty five eleven. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You can also comment at comment.lifespringmedia.com, or you can email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com. Tomorrow will be Epistles Sunday, and we'll read 2 Corinthians chapters 4 and 5. Anonymous came in with their weekly $22.22 donation, and Michael Hayner's weekly $7.77 donation came in as well. They are today's associate producers. Thank you both, and may God bless you richly. You too can be an associate producer or executive producer or even a LifeSpring family Berean. To find out more, go to LifespringMedia.com support. I will thank you, and I believe God will bless you. Tomorrow will be our next time of prayer on the show, so if there's something you'd like us to pray for you about, or if you've got a praise you'd like to share, let us know at 951-732-8511 or go to prayer.lifespringmedia.com. I'll pray for you in my personal quiet time, and we'll pray together on tomorrow's show. That's prayer.lifespringmedia.com. Thanks to the team, Denise, who corrects the transcripts, Michael Hayner, who does the chapters, Scott Snyder and Jason Paschal, who do the episode art, and Brittany, who does the newsletters. God bless you all. Today's show art is by Jason Paschal. Thank you, Jason. And speaking of chapters, something has come up uh, in the last couple of days that uh, <laughs> I'm not particularly happy about. I use a plugin for the WordPress website that I use for LifeSpring Media, and the plugin is called PowerPress. And that plugin is what creates the podcast feed so that the show gets to you. Well, the publishers of this plugin, Blueberry Podcasting, uh, just released an update. And in the update, which was supposed to be to implement more of the podcasting 2.0 features, they, for some reason, deleted the capability of publishing chapters. I think it was probably just an oversight. Um, I'm in the process of corresponding with the people at Blueberry. Uh, 
but that's why if you've been looking for the chapters, they haven't been in the last couple of shows. No matter what Blueberry does, my plan is to put chapters back in, even if that means I have to move away from using the Blueberry plugin. So don't stop looking for it. And I know that I've been having some problems also in receiving uh, boosts and uh, streaming sats and things like that. Uh, I run my own Bitcoin node and something happened to it. It went haywire and I was not aware until, oh, a few days ago that there was a problem and I'm in the process of fixing that as well. So if you've been trying to boost the show or send sats and you found that it's not working, uh, please don't give up trying. It'll take me probably another day or two to get this fixed, but uh, I wanted to let you know I'm aware of it and I am trying to make it work. So it seems like when it rains, it pours sometimes when it comes to <laughs> glitches. <laughs> well, for now, I think it's time to wrap the show. So until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. My name is Steve Webb. I do appreciate the time you give to me each day. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. LifeSpring Media, bringing the message of hope, love, and good news since 2004.